0: Hi, welcome to the podcast where we do it for the love of it. I'm Kevin.
1: And I'm Charles. And this is a sports podcast where we cover the best events and stories from across the global competitive landscape. We're getting good at this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to start it off with the NFL. Um, we're going with uh, unfortunate news for the Panthers. Greg Olson, fractured foot. They're talking extended period of time. He's going to miss.
1: Yeah, the... Language that I heard was they're going to reevaluate him on a monthly basis.
0: And monthly that's is. not good. That's a lot of time. Like a month is a lot of time.
1: Yeah, and if you're just reevaluating after a month,
0: yeah. that
1: means, like, the first thing I heard was three to six weeks, which I thought, okay, that's not great, but that's not terrible. No. And then. But then I heard they're reevaluating monthly. And. That completely broke my spirit as someone who picked the Panthers to win the Super Bowl. I don't, like, I don't think Greg Olson. This isn't the Greg Olson from two years ago, three course, years ago. He's yeah. not the most important player on that team, but it's definitely, definitely hurts.
0: No, 100. It's he's still a large part of that offense, even though he's not the you know only receiver on a team and being head and shoulders above everyone. He's still an unbelievable football player. So it's very... And he's the dependable football player. 100%. So losing him is a big blow. Hopefully they can survive that. Uh, Yeah. But uh, we'll see kind of how that plays out
1: uh, going forward. Moving to more important injury news. Aaron Rodgers got carted off in the Bears game. He is back playing today. We're recording Sunday morning just for a bit of context. He's back playing but I think it's unlikely that he's 100 percent right now
0: I would agree with you um you, I mean you, when he was doing his uh post game interview on the field he was out of it he they must have gave him something to get him through that pain <laughs> yeah and he was it was like he was out in outer space you know and the, like they asked him what his injury was and he's like money like you know, like he was out of it like so I mean whatever they did to get him through But he must still be, you know, kind of.
1: And it's impossible to overstate how important Aaron Rodgers is. There's no one player on any team that's as important to his team as Aaron Rodgers. You saw that last week. They fall behind. Aaron Rodgers comes back. Suddenly they're a good team. Well, I
0: mean, okay, I feel like we should give a shout-out to Deshaun Kaiser here because he really did hold that all together. He was very, very good.
1: You were much higher on Deshaun Kaiser than I think pretty much anyone on earth. I
0: I feel like he did a great job. He that game, they were down. When he came in, they were not down. Right? Like they came I think back. Ar- did like, Aaron like,
1: Rodgers come back
0: in down he, 20? He came back in down fourteen, I think. Like they like the the defense stepped up, the offense stepped up. Got the like. He figured
1: out how to deal with Khalil Mack a little bit because Khalil Mack was just a monster, and Deshaun
0: Kaiser did not make any mistakes, and that is a huge helping thing. So I feel like he deserves a little bit more respect. I like him. Yes, I may be biased, but I feel like if your backup quarterback can do that, and you came from the Browns and you were terrible on the Browns, which yeah, to be fair to
1: Deshaun Kaiser. He should not have been playing last year. We've talked about rookie quarterbacks already, about putting them in too early. Yeah, That was the ultimate example.
0: Oh, 100%, because he was showing through that he was a very capable player. I think
1: we're about to see that as well, a bit off topic, but with Josh Allen getting the start now, yeah, he is not ready to play behind what's a terrible, terrible team.
0: No, and now it looks like you're, they're scrambling and they're gonna they're going to be in a whole different situation, but I just feel like, it's no different than the the Browns and Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser looks like he's a better of the quarterbacks, but still he's making some mistakes. He's not ready. Just go with a guy who can make a whole bunch of mistakes and no one cares. Don't go with Deshaun Kaiser. Have him go in there and be like, "Well, why aren't you winning every single game?" Because he's making mistakes as a kid. Like you, like you. They talk about you being ready immediately. Like there's been an anomaly of players who are ready these days. Like. But quarterback is one thing that you – if you jump the gun early and you get some bad press and it and gets to your head. And you can
1: destroy head. people's careers. Going back to Allen, I feel like Allen could be good. But if you start him this year, that's probably going to torpedo his career. Oh,
0: 100% because he's now going to have to start the next year and not be good, not be ready. You don't have a guy who's in, with him helping him get better. Like, who's Peterman? Nobody. You got rid of Pryor. Like,
1: what do you do? Taylor. Doing?
0: I mean Taylor, yeah. Sorry. My head I'm thinking of <laughs> black quarterbacks. Um but it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why do that?
1: Yeah, there's no good logic. Obviously with the Packers situation, they hope Kaiser doesn't have to play. Because yeah, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is perfectly healthy all season, they're a legitimate contender. They're winning the game now. Aaron Rodgers has good solid stats.
0: Right? Like I think the reality of it is, is that right now, like Deshaun Kaiser, in the best situation he can be in, and Josh Allen is in the worst, and Aaron Rodgers is knee not at the best shape, and the entire team is trash outside of him. So,
1: yeah, it's Passers. risky. It's risky for Aaron Rodgers to play perfectly healthy behind yeah. what's really a. I mean, you like, what yeah. do you
0: have that TRE guy, like that unbelievable tackle that came out of nowhere, and that's it.
1: Like, yeah. Uh, beyond they me. they got rid of uh what's his face to the raiders and spacing on his name fast white receiver
0: oh uh jordan nelson <clears throat> yeah so don't I, I don't even know. have any weapons okay um now another crazy story that comes out of the blue and a blow to a team that looked like it was on the rise and kind of still does look like they're <laughs> on the rise uh josh gordon shows up to uh the facility Apparently so he shows up late and late. shows
1: up with a mystery hamstring injury? Yes.
0: So uh, I'm not sure what this is, but apparently the team decided not to play him and is choosing to move him because...
1: Yeah, he's been placed on waivers, I believe, at the moment. Yeah. Likely to be cut, but it is possible that some team can pick him up directly.
0: Yeah, and uh, very weird. Uh Hard-working player um had some trouble with uh marijuana which to me is crazy because it's legal almost everywhere in the states and soon to be legal completely in canada but um so that happened i mean you have to follow the rules uh he he had trouble he got himself cleaned up came back at the end of last year doing well uh you know the start of this year and then
1: yeah, this team doesn't need him as much as previous Cleveland Brown teams have where their offense was completely inept. You got Jarvis Landry now. Yeah. They felt confident in some of the other guys They got rid of that Coleman kid.
0: Yeah, Corey Coleman. But Corey Coleman got cut by the Bills too, so
1: I mean, he obviously yeah, maybe he just took isn't a step any good. back
0: or whatever, but.
1: So there's some belief, but when Josh, I think we forget how good Josh Gordon was given what a mess his offseason. I mean, when he came back,
0: he was unbelievable too, so. Yeah, we saw like,
1: him play almost lead the league in receiving yards off like a 12 game season or yeah, some nonsense you know like I mean? that.
0: Like, he's been unbelievable. So it's crazy to see. And I mean, I hope the best. I hope it isn't anything crazy. I hope he was like, yo, I was in a yard, you know, wrestling with my brother and I pulled my hamstring, you know, Brandon Marshall. And.
1: And it also should be said, Cleveland Browns has no expectations this year. Yeah, this isn't a team where you are like we got to make the playoffs.
0: Exactly. So pushing them out of there is a good idea. But I mean, right now you're doing well, the Cleveland Browns.
1: They got a tie. They're currently winning their game, although it does look like they're going to lose. Yeah,
0: you know, it goes way it goes. I just I feel like getting rid of pieces like that for whatever reason, it must have been something worse that they're not telling us. Hopefully, we figure out soon, and hopefully, he does end up. I believe they said the 49ers are likely to make a move or the yeah, Cowboys. i 49ers, Cowboys,
1: teams. potentially Packers as potential yeah, landing as spots. Yeah, well,
0: so, I mean, if he gets cut, we'll definitely see him on a team. He's I got imagine, too much right talent away, for everybody to ignore him. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we'll see exactly how that goes. Um, we'll slide over to our next story, which is crazy, and I'm, I feel like we didn't really touch on it at all last week, is the Chiefs
1: and Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. You can't have much better start than what we saw last week. Wow! Like in our season preview, I believe my line was: He looks like Brett Favre, but you can't be Brett Favre unless you're Brett Favre good. Wow! He might be Brett Favre good. (laughs) Wow!
0: That's all he like. That's it. Like four touchdowns through the air. You're playing the Chargers. The Chargers are very competent offense. You like so dynamic. Their entire team is unbelievably dynamic. And it all is lynched in with Mahomes.
1: Yeah, you got Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt. You got skill all around. Oh, him.
0: and did he ever take advantage of that skill? So I mean, he if he can if they beat the Steelers, which I'm pretty sure right now uh, they were tied. Um, you you have to think, hey, he's arrived. Oh, he, they're up 35 28. Wow, T- start of the fourth quarter.
1: He's thrown five touchdown passes today. In case you thought last week you didn't believe in him, 278 yards and five touchdown passes. were just started the fourth quarter. Oh, wow. (laughs) How did, like, I was so (laughs) mad
0: when they moved Alex Smith out of there, but, like, now I'm like, I ain't mad anymore. You know what I mean? Winning cures everything.
1: Yeah, like, you're allowed to get rid of pretty good players if you're replacing them with great players. Right. So, I
0: mean, I guess that was the right move, which I cannot believe it was that easy. I uh, wow. one believable player. I'm, I'm so excited to see how this keeps going and five touchdowns right now. like He has nine touchdowns. It's his second year in the league, his
1: first starting time. Yeah. It's like we're early. Obviously, those numbers can be converted. We saw great things out of RG3, for example, As always of the name I think of to 19 kind of, of 22, but 19 of 22 this is unbelievable. Who's
0: this, Peyton Manning Jr.? Like, what are we looking at? What magic? Like, Ben Roethlisberger, 29 of 43 for three touchdowns. You're throwing the best receivers in the league. Like, he's throwing to one of the best receivers in the league.
1: Yeah, you got Travis Kelsey, who's obviously you know? a freak. He's got. Oh,
0: well, I'm sure he'd probably take over the game. He's the best tight end in the game, I'd say. If you were you, the young, you have president. him above growing talent. Oh, I do. A hundred percent. He's healthy and he's <laughs> and he is big. He is strong. This is the same. And he's a, he's athletic and dynamic. You and he doesn't have the best quarterback and league thrown to him, but maybe he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kareem Hunt
1: uh hasn't really exploded yet. He had kind of a subpar game last week. He's around three yards of carry so far this week. I
0: mean, well, you're talking about now. Long
1: term you're gonna need more of a running game. Yeah, I mean, I'm imagining Hunt will start to heat it up. Uh,
0: but I mean, if you're gonna complete 19 or 22, and we're yeah, we
1: talked about how we felt touchdown. confused by the AFC West in general. After a couple weeks, uh, there seems to be a lot <laughs> Clear less confusion. Number
0: one, yeah, like what just happened. So I'm excited to see the Chiefs keep this trend up and just basically be awestruck by this
1: i want to talk about another team that's looked pretty good this year you might not want to talk about it because the cincinnati Bengals took a pretty good whooping to your baltimore ravens i
0: have such conflicted feelings about joe flacco you like, can't
1: it, want lamar jackson already be starting
0: no i don't but I, he's just so hot and cold and it was so obvious there because he, when he was hot score 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 you're back in the game you're you know what i mean and then you get Him cold, and then you're losing the game, and he's cold when it matters most, and you go three and out 19 times. Like, he just does that, and it kills me. But the Bengals, they look really
1: good. Yeah, Joe Mixon had 84 yards. Andy Dalton threw four TDs without throwing a pick.
0: Three to one receiver, so I mean, less (laughs) the reading of things. Yeah, AJ Green
1: Green gets underrated a lot because he doesn't have Uh, Matt Ryan throwing him to the like.
0: Yeah. Andy Dalton is not that good of a quarterback, but he is He's capable. the epitome of average. Yeah, he's capable. So, I mean, he is doing great things. They will do fine this year. I think they might get their first playoff win, but I thought that the year before that and the year yeah, before that. Yeah, this is like kind that. of like, – I'm going
1: to bet – I won't be able to believe Cincinnati can win the playoff game until they we, do, we, we, so we, I'm, yeah. I'm not so, going mean, to predict that first I imagine one. them to make their way to the playoffs.
0: What Certainly possible, especially
1: since Pittsburgh is not looking great. Yeah. Like that was kind of, they were the favorite going in.
0: And now they might go down, oh, uh, what is it? Oh one, oh, oh, one and one. Yeah, they got
1: that tie that felt like a loss.
0: Yeah. So, oh, and one? Like, well, crazy. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's an exciting thing right there. Uh, keep an eye on uh, the Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals to also do it an exciting team and hopefully a team that makes the playoffs I want the Cincinnati Bengals to make it because I feel like you're already giving up on the Ravens (laughs) I feel like the Ravens are going to make it in as well as the division all right you think a lot higher than than a lot of people do (laughs) like I just don't think the Steelers have it in them I think they're getting beat up right now and it's going to start to fall apart they're going to implode a little bit and I think you're going to see the Ravens do what they do is heat up in the end of the season and make their way in, especially if you lose a game and tie a game at the start of it, like two yeah. games. That's a big. Oh,
1: and thing. two is kind of that marker where people say you can do it, but it really a, doesn't happen. Oh, that often. one and a one in oh, one, one. Yeah, we don't have the yeah. s- historical stats. You're to go not. Back on you're that. not
0: gonna. I, I just feel like you're. They're gonna. They're gonna miss it, and then you're gonna. You're gonna see your your Bengals, and I feel like your Browns are not gonna do well. I feel like the Browns are gonna actually win the next game against the Steelers, though. Predicted. Write right. that down. Put your money down. <laughs> um, okay, let's side over to another surprising story. Sam Darnold, which I believe was quelled again today. Yes,
1: try to convince me.
0: Sam Darnold, remarkable, remarkable game. I okay, mean,
1: remarkable is going a little high. Remarkable game, nice man. Passes. He made, okay, he makes so some mistakes
0: because he's. I mean, he's not that bright, but he had a game where he was consistent. He never got shook, and he Yeah, he, there's
1: nothing bad to say about Sam Darnold's game no. on Monday night, but. People are overreacting because there wasn't actually much good there. Something like the forty-one yard touchdown Man, pass was a throwing nice pass to a bunch of bums. The, he he telegraphed it like you watch him read. He's not reading the ball. He's thrown to his first receiver. Like he was not looking off defenders at all. I think he, he did. just His res, his number one receiver just happened to be open.
0: Are they like haters going to hate? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, right now he's obviously he, right now, I believe he's like 21 for 34, which is good. Um, throwing a couple, thrown a couple picks, one touchdown. So, I mean, he is still growing. He's still young. You know what I mean? I feel like he shouldn't have started. I feel like they should have stuck with Teddy Bridgewater, but then he would have been in a different situation. When McCown's back, I feel like they should start him.
1: There, there's no chance. Uh, his first game, like I'm not. Once again, I don't think it was as good a game as we hyped up, but it was too good of a game to then have him sit on the bench.
0: The Packers are beating the Vikings. Yes. The, I didn't. Oh, wow! You have a bum knee. Yeah. And originally, still... I told you
1: the Vikings were ahead, but I misread it. Oh, did um, you? Wow. It's well, been that way for a bit. Vikings are coming back, but who knows?
0: Oh, well, the Bills are coming back too. False. Um.
1: Oh, and sixteen. Or, yeah, I, if my official prediction on the Bills is 1-15. in 15.
0: Yeah. Saints
1: uh, came back, though. But the Browns have the ball with two minutes left, so who knows? Um, yeah. yeah with this Tyrod Taylor, the ever-dependable Tyrod Taylor, made the mistake and threw the pick deep in Cleveland's zone, and that's what gave New Orleans a oh. likely win. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I'm going to go with uh, Sam Darnold doing well. Uh, maybe even having... Uh, the rookie,
1: rookie of, of the year. year,
0: yeah. I feel like he's gonna clean it up and he'll do well. Uh, if they're gonna start him the whole time, he only has time. He's not. He doesn't get shaken, and that's what I like about him.
1: I have it's been impressed by that. Deshaun um, Watson. That's yeah, the he one doesn't I seem to. Too, the the moment wasn't too large for him. The blitz they didn't. The, the O line did pretty well, but the blitz didn't overwhelm him. Yeah, because especially you see rookie quarterbacks or even lower level quarterbacks. Just getting even if the blitz isn't gonna get you, just to get some pressure in your face you start can to completely see them, mess with the you guys. Know,
0: shake their feet, they're trying to do more, they wanna run, push your pocket, oh Johnny Menzel, look at him go, oh interception. Like it's that's what it is. So I mean, I don't know. I feel like Sam Darnold's gonna do well. I feel like rookie of the year.
1: I'm not a believer, but I can't say a whole lot negative of him after one and a half weeks. Okay,
0: uh, sliding over to my favorite NCAA. Woo.
1: So I don't think there's anywhere to start the NCAA conversation other than the LSU-Auburn game. Yeah. Ended with uh, a last, as time expired, LSU field goal to win the game. Yeah,
0: there we go. And that's the exciting thing about the NCAA because that's number seven losing to number 12, I believe. Yes. So, I mean, what like right now everything is kind of decided by a bunch of people in a room not really
1: uh yeah there will be play. the chance like we've got as you said 7 v 12 there will be the chance as the season goes on there will be less discrepancy of what people believe exactly
0: right like your your alabamas are going to be your sure things your alabamas and apparently your clemson which i love <laughs> i can't like i love that clemson just became that other team
1: yeah it's alabama one Clemson mm-hmm. two and there's, there's kind of no argument
0: and then everyone else kind of slides in so i mean now we're thinking georgia one two as well like so i mean it's these these things are kind of expected at the start of the season because seven and twelve is not that big of a gap and you know you're not sure kind of in the middle mix you know you know exactly about your number one your number two and you're kind of sure about everything underneath that so I feel like that kind of was something that we could have seen happen. So I'm not, it's not the biggest upset in the entire world, but great, well on. What
1: surprised like, me the most about this game is I watched. So I've watched pretty much every minute of Auburn so far this season. Yeah. And when he was playing Washington, I was so impressed by Jarrett Stidham. I thought this this guy's a dark horse Heisman candidate. He's composed. He's hitting his marks. Yeah. This week against LSU was much sloppier. He, wasn't, he didn't have a bad game, necessarily. Yeah, it just wasn't it, the Heisman. Yeah, there were mistakes made. There was you know, jumbles at the line of scrimmage. Some of that could have to be with uh, Devin White. If you're an NFL fan who doesn't know college players until they arrive, remember the name Devin White. This He's middle linebacker for LSU. He's oh, going to yeah. be an f- absolute freak when he gets to the next okay. level.
0: Okay, so Devin White, remember the name. Um yeah, I, I just feel like uh, LSU winning, though, is kind of a big deal because of their quarterback situation at the start of the yeah,
1: year. Yeah, so I hadn't even heard about this guy, uh, Burrow. They had a four-man race going into the offseason, a couple transfers. And Burrow, I forget if he just won it outright or if there was an injury. Um, um, but he looked he looked solid. Like He's not, imp- he's not a is super
0: athlete. Burrow the Ohio State transfer, right? Or no? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: he played Ohio State, I yeah. think, four years. Yeah. It, I mean, never got the starting job. They
0: thought he was going to be the one as soon as he stepped there. So, I mean, it only makes sense that he is a capable player. But to do what he did against Auburn, the number seven team, once again, numbers less kind of blurry in there, is, is exciting for them. And that's the reason why they rated LSU a little bit lower because they didn't know about their quarterback situation. Yeah. And that kind of showed through to be like, hey. And he
1: was a little sloppy, kind of like Stidham. Yeah. But he was also, there were chemo, especially on third down, he was delivering passes. He, he ran the ball fairly well. Yeah. Even though, like, he's clearly not an athlete. But they just had, you know, little read options. And he was getting five, six yards when that's, that's what he exactly was supposed to get. He's not going to get 20 when it should be five. He's not that kind of athlete. But gotcha. It's... He was pretty good. And they got, uh, I forget the running back's name kind of a cajun last name but he was impressive but it's when you think of lsu running backs he's not on that same sort of high level of the yeah four Nets that yeah come, the, you come to expect the
0: the high high level guy well i mean it's exciting to see lsu do things like this hopefully that continues because lsu being in the top 10 teams every year is kind of a linchpin of yeah, my childhood. Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you
1: expect, uh, when you look up the rankings, you expect Louisiana State University to be exactly right at the top.
0: So, I mean, hopefully uh, we kind of see that trend continue because I'm a big fan of LSU, but I'm also a big fan of Auburn as well. Uh, There's
1: not, nothing more fun than LSU-Alabama when they're both good. Yes, and
0: also Auburn-Alabama. So if all three of those teams are good, it's it's exciting. I love the Battle of the Tigers. And I the love SEC the,
1: West is just demonic this year right
0: it's crazy uh so i mean hopefully we get to see some a really good game lsu against alabama as well as uh auburn
1: yeah yeah the iron bowl right at the end of the season will be as always must must watch television
0: exactly okay sliding over to uh maybe a little downer of a situation nebraska
1: yeah this this one hurt i don't have a favorite college football team necessarily but nebraska yeah. is always one of those teams they were my dad's favorite team so it's gotcha. always one of the okay. ones that i always felt really positive about and it is depressing this year they got the big they got the alum they got scott frost from central florida yeah lots of hype O and two to start the season they lost to troy earlier this week
0: oh uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say but i mean like you could be fsu like <laughs> but uh <laughs> that
1: might be the saving grace. Might as well <laughs> talk about them yeah. at the same time. FSU looks terrible.
0: Yeah, I feel like these guys are both in the same boat. Like you lose a coach and you still have all your talent. Like no one like yeah, left. FSU
1: along. as opposed to like Nebraska didn't have a big name coach. They brought yeah, in the big name coach. FSU coach. lost Jimbo Fisher to Texas A and M. Yeah. And uh, have appeared to completely lost their way. Just fall off
0: a cliff you know, rest in peace, <laughs> FSU. I'm so excited because, hello, your boy here, Clemson fan. I'm glad not to have yeah, the do competition. You
1: think that's going to complicate Clemson's run to the national championship, the fact that they they don't, don't have that big-name player to play? They got nobody mm-hmm. ranking left on their schedule? I mean,
0: of all things, they'll, they'll end up at four at worst. You know what I mean? Like, as long as they don't drop a game to one of these – uh, and they
1: have the last couple of years. They have had a loss to Pitt who was unranked at the time. Yeah. Um, I think it was Syracuse the week the Syracuse week last
0: year. Yeah. Syracuse was last year. And I mean, and they Syracuse still made it. Syracuse, won a wild game. I'm going to check that out right now. But, like, Syracuse is a real team. Like, they don't talk about Syracuse, but Syracuse has been quietly winning real football games and just just seeing zero respect. So, I mean, if you replace one for the other, if FSU goes and Syracuse comes up, it'll keep them in there as well. So, um, I mean, you, you you can't win every single game. I mean, even Alabama dropped a game the last few times. So, I mean, it happens, you know. It's, it's very weird to kind of think that th- every team is just going to be undefeated every single year. So, I mean...
1: But I Clemson think- might have to. If it, it if it's a race between six one-loss teams, Clemson's big win would be Texas A&M. And I'm still, I don't have a lot of confidence in where Texas A&M is going to end up. If A&M doesn't lose another game and is the seventh-ranked team, then that, that'll that be enough of a feather in their cap.
0: Yeah, 100%. I feel like right now Clemson will make it in, period, because they were number two at the start of the year, as long as they don't drop a game in any of these teams. But it really does seem like the ACC did take a weird step down so you know what i mean yeah
1: the acc the big 12 were the two teams that were kind of battling there was you remember that point maybe four years ago when the rumor was that we were going to go down to four 16 team team yeah 16 team divisions divisions. yeah and one of those teams is going to be left out that didn't actually happen but
0: it didn't happen but also a reason a large part of that was is that acc was almost a powerhouse at that point like NC State was really good.
1: You could argue that Clemson saved the ACC. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) by becoming
0: that good and having – then it allows you to have uh, FSU obviously be that other team, and then NC State was the other team. You uh, got Virginia
1: Tech this year. Virginia Tech, Georgia like injury, okay?
0: Georgia Tech was always a uh, a ranked team.
1: Yeah, right like, around that time, they had the crazy wishbone offense. So, uh, you know, really like well. they
0: were doing extremely well. So like these teams were always some one of them was ranked, three of them were ranked at some point. They would all start off the season ranked. Like the ACC was a real division, and it is kind of crazy yeah, it's to
1: kind of hurt a little bit now.
0: See them fall off the way they fell off. Um I guess uh, we can do BYU-Wisconsin. I like this.
1: Yeah, bit of a surprise. I had high hopes for Wisconsin at the start of the year. I
0: thought Wisconsin was going to be in the playoff. You know what I mean? I thought they would be there, you know, doing very well, like being the team that was another undefeated team to kind of challenge and do what they did last year, I think it was. They did,
1: you know, Uh, like – yeah, they're generally kind of in the mix in the yeah. championship game. Uh, they have uh, they have their running back, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, as yes. a legitimate Heisman, Heisman trophy, trophy candidate. To, yeah.
0: And, I mean, it was crazy to kind of see the game be so hard fought by BYU. Like, BYU looked like a legitimate team. Yeah,
1: BYU is a weird. Every once in a while, they have a quarterback, or maybe they have. Yeah, like it's like one this or team.
0: two there.
1: They never. They're never good enough to be an actual contender. 100%. But they're often good enough to be the spoiler that wrecks it. for I
0: agree people. with you 100%. And that's exactly what we saw there. And the thing was is like they played a hard-fought game, you know, uh, goal lines, you know, all over the place. And then it came down to, um, for the tie, a missed kick. That would have at least pushed it into an overtime situation. So, uh the kick was very missed. It was cool. A cool moment was watching Wisconsin's players rally around their kicker, making him understand, hey, it's not you. Like, we should have not put you in that yep. situation. The
1: opposite of the Mike jackson situation. Yeah. Peyton Manning mm-hmm. tore him a new one yeah. after he that <laughs> potential winning kick. Right.
0: You know, like, it's, it's a, little, a little different when you're not a pro and these guys are – you get to see those moments where you're, you can see that it's, it's still a game to them. It's not a job. You know, so it is, it was really cool to to see that moment, but it was tough to see them drop. It was
1: Wisconsin's last last non-conference loss at home was September 13th, 2003. Wow. That was the UNLV. So it's been a long time since Wisconsin sputtered like this.
0: Wow, that's crazy. So, I mean, hopefully they get back on track and, you know, maybe upset a team to find their way back in. But a loss like that hurts your chance
1: is big i want to one last thing before we move on to other sports alan bowman freshman for texas tech threw for over 600 yards earlier today you got anything to say anything Uh, coherent because i just have like you just like it's
0: just a bunch of gibberish like like wow what a game for a freshman i mean I mean, you're not playing the best team in the league, but you are playing Houston, a very strong offense. Yeah, it's
1: not like they're playing Appalachian State U. Exactly.
0: Can. They're playing a real team, and they played a hell of a game against him. And to end the game with five touchdowns, 605 yards. Uh,
1: Three of them to Antoine Wesley, who also racked up, I think it was 261 yards receiving.
0: Yeah, and he, and he completed a majority of his passes. I mean, he was 43-59 percentage-wise. 80%, I believe, just about.
1: Yeah, almost.
0: Yeah, like he was unbelievable. Like, wow. Like, good for them. And I hope that actually carries over to other opponents, like a tough game, a team, and see him kind of make reads and do very well. And maybe we see an up and coming.
1: Yeah, they won't be. The Big 12 is not strong enough for a team like Texas Tech to threaten. But when you of consider course. he's a freshman, maybe that uh, you can. You can be looking at a team that might contend for a championship, which I don't believe they've done since the Michael Crabtree era.
0: Well, I mean, right now, if they were to win out, they play Oklahoma State, 15. uh, West Virginia uh, University uh, is 12. West
1: Virginia might be pretty darn good.
0: Right. TCU, 17. Oklahoma, 5. Strength of schedule is there.
1: That's true. If like they would have... That that's one heck of a gauntlet to go <laughs> right? through. Right, like I mean, odds are you're not gonna do it. But I suppose that would be impossible to ignore at this point. Right,
0: like you have to kind of be like, if you can do it, they they would a hundred percent be a legitimate team. So I mean, hopefully they um, they can do something really exciting. We get to have something real wild to talk about when they're playing Oklahoma and but uh it's it for right now holy good for the kid pat on the back you know tip of my hat <laughs> and wagging my finger to the defenses
1: <laughs> that's pretty much universal across big ball defenses you yeah just shake your head
0: yeah it's whoever has the the most poop <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's that's an exciting thing for them
1: Let's move on to the WNBA where we just saw this Seattle storm win the championship in quite a dominant fashion.
0: Yeah. Um, we swept them under the rug there. So, I mean, was that yeah. something we were, that kind of was something. So, yeah. They expected.
1: were the best team all year long. Certainly they finished the regular season with the best, best record. They had the MVP Brianna Stewart. They have one of the great players in history, Sue Bird. Uh, my Question to you is, do you think this can become a bit of a dynasty, much like we're currently seeing in the NBA with the Golden State Warriors? I feel like, why not?
0: Like I feel like the NBA kind of, mm, like LeBron James changed the sport of basketball, period. You know, just having this unbelievable dominant player and having that and add two pieces and you can win to then the NBA and WNBA being changed by the fact that you have a super team like you have a team a bunch of players who are you know maybe could get paid more they could get paid you know but they're taking a yeah, hit Yeah, the financial
1: situation win. is certainly different. Yeah, in, WNBA. in the WNBA. So
0: you but like putting together a super team and not being kind of ridiculed as much as you would have been maybe when LeBron James first hopped into the league
1: That's true. There's less stigma around it because it's simply the existence.
0: Right. But if you think about it, like, back in the day, it would literally just be every player hop onto one team and let's win. Like, that just never happened. Like, by way of money, by way of... And it's still frowned against... That was actually (laughs) the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, But, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to even... To think of that being a thing, but it's definitely going to be a thing. So... Like, I think it's very like, possible.
1: Because a super team needs needs a basis to start with. And I'm not sure, because Subert is, I believe she's 37. Yes. And in the West, their biggest competition this year was the the uh, team from Phoenix led by Diana Taurasi, and she's getting up there in age as well. Yeah. I think what's keeping me from declaring them a super team is, I've, I've spoken about it before, I think Elena Don is just out of this world good. And I think... That's going to be your biggest problem. Yes, they have Brianna Stewart, but Sue Bird is getting older, and DeLaDon is the kind of player that can you can have big plans, and then suddenly, it's the old quote: everybody has a plan to get punched in the mouth. Yes, and Elena DeLaDon is the kind of player that can deliver that punch in the mouth.
0: That's very true. I mean, especially what, I mean, if you think about like I mean, Andre Iguodala is not as old. I mean, not as young as he once was when the first Super Team was. And to to Golden State's
1: credit, they've made him less important to their team. A hundred percent, right?
0: But So like that, I feel like, are they able to do something like that? Are they able to maybe squish her role down a little bit more so that you get more out of her? Yes, she is 37, but she's capable of playing.
1: Yeah, like we saw in the, the game seven of the semifinals, Sue Bird won that game. Brandon Stewart had a pretty good game. Yeah. And Brianna Stewart was named MVP of the finals, but Subert got them to the finals and what was arguably their biggest competition.
0: Yeah, so you know what I mean? So I, I feel like if you're able to have her maybe dominate or even, you know, maybe not, maybe she can't dominate, so you go a different uh, a route to make sure that you're covered up in different places to make sure that she maybe takes a certain shot over and over again that she can always hit. And it you should know? be
1: said about Super, she had the opportunity to join Super teams. Yeah. Previously, she could have joined Tarasi and Phoenix, perhaps. Yes. And she always still chose to stay with the team where she started it, where she won her first championships. And, of course, when you get a player like Brianna Stewart, suddenly that looks like a really good decision.
0: Right. You know, I, I just feel like you kind of got to stay with the team. Like, when you're when you have that player who's now that old, there's no point in leaving. You know, like you have done it all with this team you like it kind of doesn't tarnish your reputation but it kind of is yeah, like and well, she these would have ladders. left yeah
1: because a few years ago Seattle was in the basement of the league like yeah. this is not a team we've been talking about we're talking about can they become a dynasty not yes, are they a dynasty see, yes so i mean i imagine they have the
0: ability to i imagine they have the, at least to win next year and then the third one we'll see but i feel like they have the ability to
1: they probably go into the fade favor- I just can't get like Elena Deladon is to me that kind of dominant player that she just needs. if the Mystics can just pick up one extra piece, I think we might be looking at them winning their first championship. Okay. Well, there we go. At least
0: say uh, the reason why you even get the ability to become a dynasty as well is because you're also playing really good competition. Like otherwise ain't no one talking about it. if you just Absolutely yeah. Yeah, if, if it was Tom Brady playing uh, a whole bunch of teams of Trent Dilfer quarterbacks, and, uh, you know, it would, like Tom Brady's reputation and what he did would not have been the same as him. Yeah, we're praising Brandon Stewart every... so
1: much because she is beating Diana Taurasi, as we mentioned, and took down Della Dunn in the final in three straight games. 100%. She's clearly an amazing player. It's
0: a reason why the Golden State Warriors are are what they are because they take down LeBron James every single time yeah. <laughs> they have to win it. You know what I mean? Like, you will drop one to LeBron James, but, like, if you have the ability to consistently beat him, then, yeah, you're that team, right? You make that noise. You're that team. Yeah, that's an excellent point. So, I mean, that's what it is. You need some sort of competition. You can't just be, like, have every single player on your team, even, you know, your bench is a bunch of starters on other teams, and then you just ride that into the sunset with no competition whatsoever. Like, you need to make sure that there is something, otherwise it doesn't matter what you because they'd just be like, well, that was that weird dark era when every player was on one team. Yeah, that's you
1: know I mean? 100%. 100% right. Nice. Um,
0: Yeah, so I guess we side over right away to cycling.
1: Yeah, so the last Grand Tour has almost finished. It's technically finished. I'll admit that I, given that these events take place in Europe, I watch them time delayed and have not watched the final stage of the Vuelta, but it is generally a procession. So we're going to go forward, assuming that I know who won. <laughs> and that is Simon Yates. He was leading. He looked like the strongest in the Giro, but completely collapsed on stage 19. And this year, stage 19, he took the opportunity to just put his foot down and stamp down on the throats of his opponent to win. And we might be looking. I, I always try to think, like, what's going to happen next with cycling? And Yates looks so great this year. I think you gotta send him to the tour next year, and the Yates, Froome, Dumoulin matchup is going to be absolutely fantastic.
0: Okay, there we go. I mean, so basically, we're what we're seeing here is a em, real emergence of a of a cyclist here.
1: Yeah. So these the two Yates brothers have been known for a while. They won, I believe, Adam Yates won the Tour de l'Avenir, which is always one of the big races that people look for. If you win that one, you're considered a contender going up. Yeah. And Adam Yates is. Uh, Finished fourth in the tour. I believe he's got a near podium finish in some of the other races. But Simon Yates this year really took it to that next level. He spent, I think, a dozen or so days in pink at the Giro before just like he looked like stage 19. You thought for sure Simon Yates has got this in the bag. And then he just cracked, lost an hour in a couple in the last two stages. Wow. And he clearly learned something from that because he just got stronger and stronger this year
0: it's remarkable it's cool to see the the training and the, everything that they put into it come to fruition yeah you can you know?
1: tell there was a thought process because something went so wrong that yeah. they had to do things differently. like it's
0: cool to see the the, the technical side of the, of the sport really just come through like you you did you know, like you had the ability to win last time 100 percent. and something happened and it just didn't work so yeah. what do you do? You go back to the drawing board and you try something else. And then, you know what I mean? If that works, maybe it doesn't. And then you get to that point where you come back to that thing to be like, okay, here we are back to where it all started, where I should have won, but I dropped it. Here we go. I'm going to win this. And, and we've it's even done everything. greater.
1: One of the, one of the main criticisms of, the, of what potentially went wrong with Yates in the Giro was they said he was too aggressive. Yeah, And when you, After watching Chris Froome and Bradley Wiggins for the last generation and Garrett Thomas, these are not aggressive riders, and it just doesn't make for as exciting racing. Yates goes for it. He attacks constantly. He's got just a killer sprint uphill, and he didn't just play conservative. He he was perhaps a bit more conservative, but he attacked, and he attacked, and stage 19, when he could have just waited and pressed Valverde, Mm -hmm. he attacked again and cemented his lead to go into stage 20. And even in stage twenty, he definitely could have just sat back and watched, but he went again, <laughs> and Yates, Lopez, and Enric Mass all got away and to just cement Yates is clearly the best rider of this. That's this wild, world and it's
0: exciting to see. It's exciting to see someone who's so aggressive succeeding.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Like, it, it, way
0: more exciting to watch someone push the whole, like the whole thing, to be on a whole other level. Like it's exciting fast pace everyone's like well, okay my training came into this I had a plan and it just went out the window like everyone has a plan they get punched in the mouth <laughs> exactly and that's exactly what you do sometimes and I feel like he just kept punching and punching and punching and punching you think he yeah, would have punched we, himself out but
1: I think we definitely hope that Yates is the spiritual successor to Alberto Contador who just retired last year yeah who would just the race went uphill and he attacked
0: <laughs> so I mean that's exciting and, and uh, I mean hopefully this continues on and we get to see him in our next years. Uh, he's
1: not, he's out of the young rider's age. I think he's 27 right now, but yeah. he's definitely got a few years left in him.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully we get to see him go into our tour and do some crazy things. Yeah. I think that's that the up.
1: next step is definitely let him skip the Giro and have him race the tour to see, see if he can compete in the biggest race in the world.
0: Well, Hey, uh, you have another one here, uh, about, uh, <laughs>
1: My, my note is just youngins. Yeah, the so youngins. I was thinking of this as I was watching Stage 20 last year. Uh, last year, l- yesterday. Um, <laughs> last year was uh, yesterday. Uh, so I mentioned it briefly. Yates attacked, and kind of the final group that attacked was Yates uh, on his side. It was Miguel Ángel López and Enric Mas. Mm-hmm. And at the end of last year, there was kind of a somber attitude around cycling because you had Alberto Contador retiring. You had Chris Froome. He's getting up there in age. And you just didn't know where the future was going to come from. Yeah. And we'd had people like Pierre Rolland and Roman Bardet who looked talented, but had never showed anything. yet. something like the Yates brothers. They hadn't shown anything as of last year. And you were kind of worried what's, what's next for cycling. Yeah. And this year, 180 degrees, completely different feeling. Because not only do you have Simon Yates who showed – it's just an amazing promise this year. But then you've got, so there are three names that were kind of whispered in the wind. You hadn't seen them race. But uh, Mark Soler, Egan Bernal, and Miguel Angel Lopez were all these early 20s racers that you heard they've got talent, but they hadn't shown anything yet. Yeah. And we saw, I would have put Mark Soler at the top of that list. And at this point, not only would I put Mark Soler at the bottom of that list, I'd also throw this guy I'd never heard of, Enric Maas, ahead of him as well who's only 22 years old, I believe. Oh, wow. Just an incredible talent. So you've got these four riders, and they're all 23 or younger. Egan Bernal is only 21 years old. You've got these two Colombians. I think we are those four riders combined with perhaps Yates, depending on you know, three or four years from now if Yates has still got it. Yeah. We could be looking at the golden age of just incredibly competitive cycling.
0: Wow. So you're talking like this could be a wave of the most exciting we've seen the yeah, sport. Yeah, I've in never
1: years. seen a talent like Egan Bernal. The way he was able to climb up the hills was ridiculous. Enric Mas, like I said, virtually unknown before this year. He time trialed well. He was incredibly strong in the mountains, and he's only 23 years old. He finished on the po- he finished second this year. Wow. Miguel Angel Lopez was kind of billed as the the full package. And he finished fourth at the Drew, I believe, and third at the Vuelta this year.
0: Wow. So these guys are really yeah. making it
1: Yeah, Mark Soler only worked as a teammate for the stacked Movistar team, but at the, I believe it was the Perry Nice early in the season, looked very impressive. So we haven't seen it yet from him, but there's a lot of talk that he might be able to join that ranks. Oh, wow. So we might be looking forward to, yeah, next year will probably still be the Chris Froome, Tom Dumoulin, Garrett Thomas show. Yeah. But in three or four years, the names Bernal, Lopez, Moss, and Soler are going to be around. It's going to be absolutely great to watch. Okay,
0: sweet. That's exciting. Um, oh, wow. Cycling over so quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah, just the World Championships left in a couple weeks, and then that'll be it for the cycling season. Okay, so we're going to slide over to eSports. Once again, the newest sport.
0: Uh. We started off with Overwatch World Championships that are happening right now. I believe they're in Thailand.
1: Yes, the third of the fourth group of six in the round of 24 is where we're currently at.
0: Yes, and they were a lot closer through and through here.
1: Yeah, so the first two rounds in South Korea and the United States, we saw Korea and Finland and then the U.S. and Canada kind of dominate. Yeah. Uh, Thailand... There, it was a lot closer. So you had China who won the group, yeah. just ahead of Australia. But you also had Denmark and Sweden, that were really close,
0: nipping heels. Yeah. So I mean, it's so it shows kind of uh, where you you see a lot of people playing a little more like China. Obviously, uh, one of the powerhouse teams. Uh, you can name some of the top players on those teams, uh, but in um, seeing australia and denmark and all these kind of other teams be it shows kind of how strong and how much this game is being played almost everywhere and
1: yeah so part of it is of course there's no strength team like south korea in this division who probably would have dominated the division but your point is well taken the fact that denmark finished third in this division i don't think we would have expected that and it does show a lot of strength for them moving forward
0: 100 percent, and it's cool to see and hopefully that kind of allows them to maybe have the next year have a little more uh backing and support because hey look at we're here
1: like, yeah uh the what makes me think is the canadian olympic team in kind of circa 2007 when we started to move towards vancouver there was a little bit in 06, like you saw potential of the Canadian Olympic team in 06. Yeah. But then all that support came, and it was specifically for the Vancouver Olympics. Yes. But you can see what happens when you get that support behind you. It makes such a huge difference. Yeah. when you can
0: train, train full-time and be able to uh, feature kids. That makes such a huge difference. That's when you're huge.
1: Not, if you're... If you're playing video games full as your job, as opposed to what you do when you get home oh, from your right. job, exactly. it's going to make a huge difference. It
0: makes it you're 100. You're going to see a success on the highest level. Imagine right now our podcast. If our job, we had all the money in the world, so that we could literally just do this, the podcast. You would have your best equipment. You're going to have the best uh, sound. We're going to do the most amount of research and possible. just so
1: much more thought that you can put into it, like strategies developed
0: exactly like if like if you have the ability and the resources to kind of go all in wow can you make waves and the reason why you see the the americas and the korea is because the reason why is that there is number one the koreas are all in for video games like they, yeah, you you were been, talking
1: earlier about like StarCraft a ago, yeah. yeah. Like
0: <laughs> StarCraft, people used to walk on stream be like, "Oh my God, it's dude who plays StarCraft." Like, they were doing this well before we thought of Twitch. So I mean, we're seeing the United States because there's a lot more, uh, you know, money to be seen there, and people see as investments in you know capitalism and its finest that there's there's money to be had, and you're going to see players succeed there. But when you see Denmark and stuff do what they do it's usually kind of a little less money to be made because
1: eh, are we really that good like and it's just tougher to get the full time effort placed into it
0: capital right capital is 100% everything and it's just you what you're gonna see now is that they're gonna see a little bit more capital and you're gonna, basically you're gonna see that kind of across the board and maybe Denmark either gets that enough to push themselves to maybe be a one-two or maybe you see, everyone see a whole bunch of money and you raise that play even higher. Yeah,
1: like Sweden finished fourth, but they were just one game behind Denmark. So this is yeah, pretty like
0: to be there's going to be some moves made. There's going to be some, they're going to have a lot more. I imagine this next world championship is going to be very crazy to see. And maybe we might see in the Olympics sooner than later. So
1: The comments from, uh, I'm spacing on the guy's name, but the head of the IOC were not positive.
0: Of course, but, but I uh, mean, it always the the Olympics is always slow to uh, adapt. The reality of it is, if you want people to watch the
1: Olympics, yeah. you start to start uh, moving when you see along the growth with sports that you could see eventually. You it's have to respect it. And
0: I feel like the, the smarter thing to do would be adopt it early because then you have the ability to tell it exactly how you want it to be played and how you want it to be seen. But if you do it late, they're going to have a lot more pull and they're going to be able to have it exactly the way that we want it. So, I mean, we'll see exactly how it plays out. But I feel like Overwatch is, if it keeps on this trend, it's going to be a very exciting sport in the long
1: run. Yeah, so we're coming up. Just want to set the scene. Next week is going to take place in France starting September 21st. And that will be the almost the European Championships, the UK, Poland, Italy, Germany, Netherlands, and France all taking place. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, that'll be an exciting one to see. Uh my favorite, probably the favorites, would be
1: France, I would imagine.
0: So, I mean, we'll see exactly how it plays Certainly,
1: out. Certainly, yeah, I think they're probably considered the betting favorite at the moment.
0: Um, so, we'll see how that one plays
1: out. Uh, sliding over now to uh, the most popular game in the world, Fortnite. So, they're moving on from their summer skirmish with a, you'll never guess, Fall skirmish. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> Summer comes after fall, and this one,
1: 10 million dollars. Yeah, so they're adding it up. Two less weeks, only a six week of six week event. More money, but they're adding a bunch more money going to a ten million dollar prize pool. I mean,
0: I feel like the the guy who won the last kind of like scrum won two hundred and twenty five thousand uh, dollars. So I mean, it's exciting. This one they're talking about having a lot more uh, streamers and stuff on it. So we're gonna see yeah. the ninjas. We're going to see the myths. We're going to see uh, the Dr. disrespects the Shrouds. Like, we're going to see a lot of cool things, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, just to get as many eyeballs as possible. Oh, onto, and, it, and, it,
0: and it makes the most sense. And I thought it would happen last time, But this one, they're going to be like, now we have kind of have a good kind of flow to it all. Bring in, the, bring in the names, bring in the eyes. Let's make this a, a, a tournament kind of for the ages.
1: Yeah, they're opening up mm-hmm. they're calling it the Showdown Royale, which will in theory open up to a whole bunch of more people, almost like the US Open qualifications,
0: 100%, and to create kind of something really really big to end on something with a large large prize pool at the end. You know, so then I imagine there's going to be, you know, get so many kills, get so much dollars type of things as well that they did before, which was crazy exciting, and you know, we'll see it all come together in something that maybe we've never seen before and it is you know uh, a prize of x amount of dollars that's unheard of, yeah, of especially right
1: early on like we often think of when you're talking about the nfl it's almost kind of gauche to talk about money especially yeah. especially like the playoff bonuses and stuff like that but it's such a huge deal to get attraction and eyeballs and competitors into the sport oh
0: 100 and you're talking about Now, if you won $250,000, what are you able to do full-time? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Now it's your job. You now get to go 9 to 5 doing exactly what you do to get ready for exactly what you want to do. And so you're going to see maybe that dude who won do some wild things in this one too. Like, you're going to see some cool things, and it's going to bring more eyes. It's going to bring more people playing. And hopefully keep the longevity of that game around for longer um that starts uh september 21st yes,
1: september 21st as well you know two days that.
0: after my birthday so <laughs> holy moly okay um we'll start it off with the i mean we'll finish it off with the world of rowing
1: yes the world rowing championships took place over this past uh since uh, september 9th to september 16th started up finals just over the last couple days and as Canadians, I think there's really only one place we can start. We talked about, if you listen to our first couple of episodes, the incredible just skill and power of the New Zealand team, Pendergrast and Fowler. Yes. And I talked about how well the Canadian pair were able to keep close with them. And it was just great that they were able to keep close with them. Yes. Well, when it came to the biggest stage, World Championships, the Canadian pair of Kaylee Filmer and Hillary Janssen's Ended up pulling it off. (laughs) Big W. They got out early. So they've. This. That team may be the strongest sprinters of any group. Yeah. The last couple ones, they were able to close what was a three second gap into kind of a last second gap and make it a close race. This time, they were able to start strong. They were able to get a lead at the 500 and one kilometer marks. Yeah. And were able to take the sprint to win just an incredible victory.
0: I mean it's crazy to even think that like you could turn around so quickly like we weren't talking about that that long ago so like kind of
1: no like that New Zealand team they were Olympic champions and were just considered the most dominant team around
0: yeah so to see them do exactly what they're doing here is unbelievable and hopefully we get to see them maybe wearing a gold medal around their
1: neck in the summer absolutely yeah looking forward to the team they're they're of the age where we certainly expect them to compete in next Olympics when there's a lot more eyeballs on them.
0: Yeah, and we get to you know have a little more prestige all said and done after a, a wild win after you've probably done so much work and to see it all pay off with a big win, that's super awesome.
1: Yeah when you see the emotions after a victory like that, you can tell like just yeah. how much effort, how much sweat equity has been placed. Into this. <laughs>
0: sweat equity is great there. that's a great term. Because it's literally that they probably killed themselves to make sure that they can win this, and sure enough, it pays off, and it is very exciting for them.
1: Right. So I do want that. That to me is the story of the tournament. But there were a couple, couple more races I wanted to talk about. Uh, the eights, the men's eights and the women's eights, both pretty entertaining races. The men's eights, we saw one of the strongest teams we've seen in a while. Germany dominated the World Cup series as well. Yep. And they won the World Championships by a pretty commanding margin.
0: I mean, if, you, if you're that dominant and you keep putting in the work and you do exactly what needs to be done, odds are going to stay there. So that's exactly what they did. And good on them, good for Germany.
1: And the women's eights, we had America and Canada fighting through for the, throughout the whole World Cup season. And America ended up just beating out the Canadian team. For first and second place.
0: Well, you know, um, next time. Yeah, just over (laughs) two
1: seconds lost. The Americans were clearly a very strong team.
0: You know, it's it's good to see that you can do it. Now, do it. uh, Ask Kaylee Filmer and Hillary Jensen what they did because yeah, take that next step (laughs) because they know exactly what it takes to take that next step. So.
1: And uh, so going out. Outside of Canada, I want to specifically talk about uh, Sanita Pusperi. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Uh, The Italians had a great world Championships across the board. They led the medal tables. And she, she was not considered necessarily the hardcore favorite, but she got out early and was able to hold on for an extremely impressive victory in the women's single skulls. As well as the in the men's pair, we saw the Sinkovich brothers. They had they had some troubles, they had some injuries last year, couldn't never get their season quite off the ground. Yeah. And they got better and better throughout this whole year and ended up with a win on the biggest stage.
0: That's awesome. It's crazy to see when you when when you struggle with injuries, it's really tough to mentally stay strong. You know? It's like, you know, it just feels like the kind of the whole world is against you and it's tough as, as a mindset. So, I mean, wild and good for them. And I, I, hope, I bet you they're loving that
1: <laughs> right now. Yeah.
0: So, so um, I guess that kind of does it.
1: Yeah, I think we can wrap that up. Um,
0: I, I want to thank you guys for all tuning in and listening. Uh, once again, a lot more on the NFL and the NCAA side of things because we're seeing them happen right now as we speak. Uh, so, once again, thank you for listening, and we'll keep bringing you the best we can. And we tried a new sound trick today, so hopefully,
1: yes, hopefully this sounded better. If you want to give us feedback, you can hit us up at For the Love Pod on Twitter. Yes.
0: So uh, check that out. Uh, just a heads up on some scores finishing up here in the NFL. <laughs> Falcons did beat the Panthers. Uh, the Colts beat the Skins titans did end up taking down the texans bucks eagles ended up being super close so eagles looking uh like a big comeback there um the chiefs beat the steelers remember <laughs> the how name
1: many, how many touchdown passes did patrick six touchdown
0: nowhere. passes 23 for 28 best quarterback in the league
1: we'll go ahead of (laughs) yourself you can't ask for much more Uh, those Saints
0: did end up edging out the Browns and uh, the Jets could not come back from the Dolphins Uh, there you go that's that's a few of them there and then we have a few starting up as we speak Patriots and Jaguars keep your eyes on it it's going to be exciting
1: alright thanks for listening have a good one